ladies, gentlemen, and podcast fans around the world. Welcome back to Better Than Most Things with your hosts, Sean and Max and the Avatar. <laughs> the Avatar? <laughs> Thank Is you very much. Bending? Producer <laughs> Mr. E brings us in every week with such style and class. It's the Avatar. Last <laughs> week on... Anyways. Is ruined already. <laughs> the, whole, the whole time, like, the Avatar says. Uh, so I wanted to bring us in on something uh, a little fun here, a little lighthearted fun. Are you guys familiar with the IG Nobel Prize? No, sir. The Instagram? I, so I couldn't figure out for the life of me what uh, IG stood for. Okay. But it's uh, presented by Harvard University, and they hold this annually, and it's an award ceremony uh, satirically honoring scientific studies from around the world. Oh, uh, well, it's almost like the what's that one for Hollywood? Like the the raspberry or the yes, the Razzie. Yeah. Yes, there we go. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much like that. And so uh, I have some of the winners here. They give out they give out ten awards, but I picked uh, the top five here that really caught my eye. Okay. So number one here is the management prize, and this was awarded to five professional hitmen from China. Ooh. So. Is this real or this is real? Okay, this is a science. All, okay. All of these are scientific studies done by independent uh, researchers from around the world, and you probably have questions on each one. I don't have the answers to any of this. I just know that uh, Harvard has honored three Chinese hitmen. Five. They researched them somehow. Okay. Okay. So here's what they found out. Okay. Uh, they gave them the management prize because one hitman was contracted for the hit. He then subcontracted the hit to another hitman who 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 actually never did the job. So. Why are these people in this business if they're not going to do what they're supposed to do? Why are there, I'm surprised there's that many people. I think there's like two or three hitmen. There's like five right there. Well, and they get cheaper. There's different ranges. This this by far was the one I had the most questions with. Because if scientists can figure out you're a hitman and they can do yeah. data and research on your whereabouts and whatnot, you're probably not a good hitman. Yeah, like confirmed <laughs> hitman here. Uh, yeah, what do you want to study? I want to study your management habits and how you spend money. <laughs> All right. So well, how does like that National Geographic get like? It's like they show like people making cocaine and stuff. Like, oh yeah, I make the cocaine like this and do this, and they just let they just let them go in there. I guess you're right. I don't know. Maybe these guys posed as a National Geographic to get the study done. Who knows? So the next one here from the IG Nobel Prize 2020 is the Materials Science Prize, and it went to Kent State University team for testing the efficacy of a knife made from frozen poop. Oh my God! Hmm. <laughs> so this one was based on like an old Inuit legend I mean, or folktale where someone out in the wilderness had to defend themselves, so they made a knife of their poop. And so uh-huh. these researchers tested it and found out that it melted too quickly, so it's not that effective. Well, how, what they do is kind of it and shit, dude. It's supposed to be frozen, and you just kind of sharpen into a like a stabby. I imagine yeah, the well. heat from your human hand would melt it too quickly. No, you pack it with snow, like a snow handle. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> how many times have you done this? Yeah, Max, uh, how well, many, huh? Once for, once for fun, once for uh, necessity. <laughs> That's all I'll say. 
the legend was based on you, huh? The legend. So the legend of ice pooping. I really like the next one here. It's the Peace Prize. And it went to India and Pakistan diplomats. So are you guys familiar with the relationship between India and Pakistan? It's not very good. What's the difference between Pakistan and a pancake? I don't know any pancakes that were nuked by India. Ha <laughs> ha. What? Too soon? Yeah, I, I do that. <laughs> so it went to these diplomats for ding dong ditching each other while they're all staying at a hotel for some diplomatic function. Oh, they're playing grab ass over there. Uh-huh. Like... I thought that was fun. Instead of lobbing missiles at each other, they're just ding dong dish- ditching each other's rooms. Yeah, like, you know, prop dusting each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Might as well be. Uh-huh. Grab ass. Okay. And then the next one kind of hits home because we have a friend who is an entomologist, Dr. K. Mm-hmm. And so the next one is the entomology prize. And it went to Richard Vetter for gathering evidence that suggests entomologists. Uh, insect scientists, if you didn't know that, are afraid of spider spiders, which are not really insects. Well, I know Dr. K doesn't have that fear. I don't believe he's always advocating like like black widows, like they don't attack you. Yeah, <laughs> it's not just like him, right? Yeah, here, here's my impression of Dr. K. They don't attack you. Well, hey, my <laughs> He's gonna love that later. <laughs> Put it on our Discord, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> So the next one is the medicine prize. And that went to a team of researchers from Belgium for diagnosing a long, unrecognized medical condition known as misophonia, which is the distress at hearing other people make chewing sounds. So they researched that. So they researched that and gave it a name. Which... Mesothelioma? It absolutely reminds me of mesothelioma. Diagnosed with mesothelioma. I absolutely think I have misophonia, for sure. Misophonia. Because I will absolutely get into an argument with Broomhilda. Like, if she's sitting there chewing with her mouth open, I will ask mm-hmm. her to stop. And if that starts an argument, so be it. It's It's way better than listening to the sound of someone chew. I just can't do it. I just hate the sound of people breathing or existing near me, usually. She <laughs> would. Fuck. What are you doing? <laughs> existing right there? Son of a bitch. Arrow baskets. So these were just uh, five of the prizes given out out of the ten. There were other ones like um, you can tell a narcissist by the quality of their eyebrows. Apparently they, they take very good care of their eyebrows. There was another one Interesting. where... Yeah. There's another one where they vibrated some worms to do something. Yeah, a bunch of weird, weird stuff. So Now I want to hear about the vibrating worms. Thanks, man. Thanks for the tease. Well, you know what's funny? When Jeez. I saw this, I was like, I, this whole thing could be an episode alone. Just all of these random studies and digging into them. Oh, yeah. So maybe next year. Maybe, that, maybe that's what we do next year is you grab five, I grab five, and we just go through this list. I see. Yeah, but let's follow just... Is there a, maybe there is an Instagram or something to follow that whatever this Razzie for scientists thing is? The I guess IG. they're technically scientific studies. They just they're sucky ones. And almost like all the scientists are making fun of them. Like all the all the scientists are like ah. Like, I was trying to figure out what IG stood for, and I went to all sorts of websites trying to find it. And I'm just going to go ahead and label it as insincere gratitude Nobel Prize. Ooh, I would say intellectual geniuses. Because yeah, right. Intellectual I mean, genius. Prize. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think they, these people who did these studies are clearly not dumb. It's just a really awkward study, right? 
Well, did you hear about all the Venus stuff? Dude, how could you not? That was everywhere, right? All of our listeners have probably heard about Venus. No, I even tried not to do it. Then as soon as I kept reading about it, I was like, all right, I have to do this. So, so yeah, you, you looked into it too, right? So let's just kind of, I think we both got to jump into it. But they, they they basically detected phosphine on Venus, which could be a, base, a, a possible biosignature for life. So Venus could possibly harbor life now, in theory, possibility. Still don't know. But the whole trick is that phosphine is just a byproduct of life in most cases, right? Correct. Because it's usually expelled by bacteria or other microbes that don't breathe oxygen. Yeah. And we then find it in nature. But yeah. And then uh, also um, factories and whatnot expel phosphine as well. So our yeah. human industry puts it out there. And then there's a few other natural sources as well. Like, uh, where was it? Tell me. Uh, did I write it down? Oh, yeah. Here it is. It's okay. A- so there's uh, volcanoes, lightning, minerals. And sunlight. Really? That's All produce cool. phosphine. So now we're finding phosphine in the upper pretty much clouds of Venus, which is a place that it has been hypothesized to possibly have life there before because the temperatures up there are kind of cooler. So but now we're getting this detecting of phosphine. So it's really kind of interesting because that really could be there could be some type of microbial life up there. Yeah, I thought it was interesting because I didn't know that much about Venus and how much we suspected it of life anyways. They're saying at like surface level, it uh, the temperatures and the pressures are enough to melt lead. So really like the idea that living something living on the surface, like we are accustomed to here is not necessarily what we're looking for. We're looking for something that lives 50 to 60 meters above the surface. Yeah. Like, like in the clouds, pretty much like constantly moving. Yeah, the surface temperatures are up to 867 degrees Fahrenheit and almost 100 times higher uh, than Earth's pressure. Yeah. Too. So, like, yeah, it's, it's a it's a bad. It's bad. I mean, I mean, for all we know, this could be there could be some complex mechanism replenishing the phosphine in the atmosphere of Venus. So it maybe has nothing to do with life. But like you said already, that since we see phosphine being emitted by these, you know, bacteria and things that don't need to breathe, it's kind of a nice indicator that this could be there. But uh, those clouds are also they're they're full of sulfuric acid. Okay, what does that mean for it? Uh, well, well, usually sulfuric acid is pretty bad for life or a challenge. Oh, gotcha. Uh, existing. I mean, like there are things that like exist in like I can't remember the numbers now. I think it was like ten percent sulfuric acid or some solution. But like this is like practically a hundred percent acid <laughs> clouds, basically. But um, but what was interesting though is they they said uh, the sulfuric acid in those clouds should be con- should be constantly eating away at the phosphine which means that some mechanism is regularly replenishing the supply of phosphine up there. I didn't know that. Yeah. They're like, there could something's, I don't know. Something's making the phosphine and phosphine is a possible biosignature of life. Oh yeah. MIT researchers suggested this, that uh, phosphine as a biosignature a long time ago. And this is like the first time we're seeing like a, maybe this means something kind of, kind of intriguing. And of course, obviously if something's found there, there's life everywhere in the universe. (laughs) no i thought it was interesting that um all of these things we know make phosphine all these natural sources like these microbes um lightning volcanoes all that jazz it's uh it makes it in such low quantities in comparison to what we found on uh venus that Mm -hmm. you know there is like you said some mechanism at work but it's it's not a mechanism we've seen before which is fascinating 
either that or there's just a lot of little microbes up there that is constantly creating phosphine, which I hope is the case. But we'll see. We'll see. I mean, that would be super cool because they were saying 50 to 60 kilometers up uh, is temperate to it's comparable to Earth atmosphere and pressure. So if we were to create like a Jetsons Sky City, 50 to 60 kilometers up in the air, you know, it'd be uh, 85 degrees. It'd be temperate weather and temperate pressures and whatnot. Like we could exist there except for the sulfuric acid and whatnot. Oh, all right. That'd be kind of cool, actually. That'd be down. Right? Acid cloud. Yeah. So it's not completely (laughs) out of it. So we played Florida or Australia last weekend or last week. Are you guys ready for another uh-huh. one? Yeah, baby. Yeah. Always. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we both shit the bed though last time, didn't we, Max? I don't think we got it right. Yeah. No, you guys did both shit the bed. Maybe we should always split the dough, so at least one of us always gets it. Well, let's see how you feel about this one. So a condo for sale has garnered garnered a lot of media attention for its unusual decorations. It is covered from floor to ceiling in Budweiser cans. Also, the ceiling is covered in Budweiser cans. So I want to preface this and say that we have a friend named Grundle who lives in Russia and has told us previously that Budweiser is a premium brand in Russia. So I don't think it's quite unusual for Budweiser to have made the trip across the pond to Australia to be loved by someone. That being said, what's more, what's more likely? Yeah, like a a, a beer kind of stu- kind of sewer of Australia making like expensive Budweiser or some dude who can only afford Budweiser just tough. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say Florida. Okay, what do you say, Mister? E? Uh, I will say Australia just to be indifferent. <laughs> I wanted to say Florida though. Well, congratulations, Max. Me. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> totally. They don't, they don't have Budweiser down under. I know. I tried to throw you off with of that whole Russia Austin. thing. But that's true, dude. I know. I'm like, what is, I'm like, whatever. Like, that's Russia. This isn't Australia. You tried. So this is from Lake Worth, Florida. And the apartment or the condo is currently being sold for $100,000, mm-hmm. which is damn cheap compared to the uh, prices around here. It's amazing. Uh, so the former well, owner. Nice free ants you'd get too. Oh, I know. Dude, I was thinking about the smell, the ants. Like, you clean them and boil them before he uses them. Yeah, right. If you didn't rinse one out, you'd get just the smell. I bet the place yeah. smells anyways. It would have to. I bet it does. I bet it does because the uh, the Budweiser toilet doesn't work as good as you'd think it would. <laughs> um. And then also, would you, it's going to take quite a few years to build up that amount of cans. So would you walk into your living room where it's like 80s Budweiser's and then as you get deeper in the house, you oh, get more wow. contemporary? There's like a, there's like a timeline. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, here's where I started 20 years ago. They're all sun faded and just old cans. I don't know. It's one of those things he, yeah, it's one of those things he finds love and passion at it and then someone else goes, great. Cool. And then they walk away. <laughs> like, right. He's like, yeah, isn't this cool what I've done? Yeah. Well, it was on sale for a while there with no hits. And then uh, once the media got a hold of it, then they really started getting some bids. And mm-hmm. uh, Bob's your uncle. It's sold. Or it's in escrow it right now. It's closing. 
<laughs> really? Yeah, people want to buy hey, weird get shit. Get to work, dude. Get to work, man. Can you make like a Heineken bottle house for me? Like, how about <laughs> Shack? Heineken bottle Shack. Oh, well, then that's like, uh, um, I mean, everybody, I feel like those would sell great where you do the uh, the bottle, lay it sideways, and do the plaster in between, you know, build your house out of bottles. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? I kind of do, yeah. Yeah. Uh, those are amazing. Those are really cool. And I imagine some gimmicky bullshit would, like that would sell, no problem. But Budweiser cans? It sounds like you're going to get tetanus or something. Plus, you're losing at least like eight square inches per bedroom or uh, yeah, per size, your dimensions of the room. I'd be insulated like a motherfucker. Like if you put air conditioning in that house, I bet all the all the all the metal gets cold, you know. So it probably gets freezing really quick. Actually, I never thought of that, but yeah, that's interesting. Aluminum is supposed to be a good right. insulator, right? Huh? Wow, huh? maybe he's got something. <laughs> maybe that's that should be the selling point to the house. Is this this uh, uber economic house? Oh, by the way, it's made with Budweiser cans. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, recycled house. So the former owner just loved Anheuser Busch beer, and he wanted to co- he wanted to uh, cover his home with Budweiser cans before he died, which he accomplished, and then he died. So say, then he died from all for making the house, pretty much. But why? And now he's in the Guinness Book of World Records for no, I'm fucking with you. Christ, <laughs> for sponges being ejected at him at 100 miles an hour. So he died. Yeah, this always goes back to Sponge Man. Me, SpongeMan. So, did you guys know that laser pointers are bad for your eyeballs? No. Yeah. Well, (laughs) something you never really think about, but I got some proof for you now. So, I always wondered why they put that warning on the side. I thought it was uh, good for you. I feel like when the laser pointers first came out, that was something you'd do. Like you'd kind of look at it and be like, "I see the particles." (laughs) Like in, I remember when like old school, like you know, when we're like ten at the point when when lasers were invented. I mean, but you, there's no denying how beautiful that view is when the laser just kind of catches your eye and you see that pattern with the particles and all that, the lines oh, yeah. and stuff. It's beautiful. Oh, it's yeah. wrecking your eye, but it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it, everyone. Don't do it. So so physicians documented a case of an anonymous Ohio teen who stared directly into a laser pointer <laughs> for several seconds while playing a shooting game with his friends. A shooting And uh, I guess the... Yeah, I, that's all it describes it as. So I think he probably was going like bang, bang, or so. Who knows? Okay. Who the fuck knows? So the device was used uh, was a laser pointer that was intended for exercising pets, and um, pretty much he went to the doctor after five months because he was like having this like a blurred vision problem in his right eye, and they found out like the right eye was slightly diminished in eyeball sight, pretty much, and the left one was fairly normal. But l- I like what the doctor said. The doctor saw firsthand the damage done to the boy's retinas where entire regions of light-sensitive photoreceptors called rods and cones uh-huh. had been blasted away <laughs> by the laser. <laughs> That's real scientific. I love it. Literally, he's like, blasted away by the laser. He goes, there's just nothing left there. The oh, affected man. areas are devoid of cones. Wow. So For only a few seconds. Yeah. This says the boy was diagnosed with macular laser burns in both eyes. So I just love, I just, I've been oh. breathing over and over again, like blasted away. This laser's like, <laughs> fucking lightsabered his eye flat. Like, <laughs> like, holy shit. And, um, so I he mean, went after five months. Oh, was that, what was your question? Well, I just, that just sucks. I wonder if it's, uh, 
Like, I wonder if the blasting away effect is a symptom of how much time in one session he was exposed to it. Because, I mean, we've all had a laser caught in the eye, right? Like, we've all just accidentally had a laser come across your eye. It happens, right? Yeah. So I wonder if that's a if that's a uh, symptom of the duration of time in one session, as opposed to you know if if you're at like for instance a hollow standing by a Halloween decoration with lasers in it and whatnot, and you just constantly getting blasted in the eye every so often. Does that time add up? Am I killing my my eyeballs just standing there? Possibly. I mean, remember like laser pointers and stuff. Like that's a big thing. But how powerful is that laser? This article was even mentioning too. If you think about it, like how available like high power things are now like a long time ago when they made la- yes. you know uh, laser pointer keychains or something that probably was just some shitty laser you could throw in your eyeball all day do nothing well now you maybe can now that it has like a, a bigger battery a bigger this a bigger that and even mentioned yeah. the possible wavelengths they're in like if it's green or blue or something that yeah it could be super powerful enough to like after a few seconds of exposure blast away your rods <laughs> and cone it also makes me wonder what kind of laser it was, because like you said, the green ones, you can buy a like a blue and green one that will pop a balloon, you know? It was intended for exercising pets. Oh, okay. Oh, this is probably one of those just red ones that you just, yeah. Or like a cat or something, I'm guessing. Yeah, exactly. Wow, bummer. But what was kind of tr- interesting, too, he said like uh, he was having trouble when he would like read letters in a text. He'd say individual letters would be like missing in his right eye. So it's almost like wow. you know, like there was like little areas burned away in the eyeball where he's like he you see like a letter or a word, but like some letter was like kind of blurred out right there, because that bit of cone was just gone, uh, blasted away, blasted away. It was blasted the fuck away, and so he went. He went after five months, and the vision was still blurred. And then it said he went to after six months, and the eyeball had improved to normal levels, but what basically it ended with it's never going to fully heal. Right. It was blasted away with a laser. Man. So, yeah. So, don't put lasers in your eyes, guys. Don't do it. Jesus. Don't swim after eating. Yeah, that's too bad. That, that, yeah. That's awful. Dude, one bad day and your eyesight's fucked forever. Right? No thanks. And I'm sure it's one of his fucking friends too. Uh-huh. Like he's doing sure, it, you know. Sure. It's, it's, it's just I'm like, bleh, bleh. like, great, you fucking blinded my eye. Thanks, but I mean, a friend. few seconds, like you would think the kid would, I don't know, close his eye or turn his head or do something to get the laser out of his eye. He was being tortured in the shooting. Yeah, like, like, Wait, I rebel down. eyes now. Like, I envision it like he's got a few beers in him. He's like, oh yeah, I'm tough, and he just stares at it like. <laughs> So now that could be like the new tortures thing. If we need to find information, like hold someone down, be like, I got a laser. Zzz, your eyes are gone. Like, no, I want to see. You got to begin the session with to, like, yeah. do you know what happened to the boy from Mississippi? That's <laughs> <laughs> <Staring. laughs> Yeah, exactly. And you're twirling a laser on your finger. No, you have to have an ice cube in front of you and then like a blowtorch, start melting it like in front of him. Like, this is going to be your rods and cones. Hey guys, right. this is your rods and cones. See this? This is your little. You couldn't see no flowers no more. There goes the color yellow. It's gonna be you any second now if you don't fucking tell me what I need to know. Where are the diamonds that I need to down? Step. Wasn't that Punisher? Fancy. Where he teases him. He was doing this. He was doing like a popsicle or something. Yeah, he was searing a steak yeah. with oh, a blowtorch and then putting a popsicle right. to his back. Yeah. Right. yeah. All right. Well, I have. Um, what was the last Airbnb story I did? It was about um, oh the blockbuster. That's the one. Oh yeah, it was. So I and got a new. I uh, mentioned jizzing behind one of the 
Oh yeah, your favorite movie. movie. Uh, yeah. yeah, Romancing yeah. the Stone. Yeah. Mine was gonna be Jewel the anyway, Nile. There you go. Yes. We all recall this information. Yes. Um. So this is a new Airbnb Airbnb story about. Um, well, let me just ask you this: If you could stay the night in any TV home, what would it be? Ooh, and I'm not talking the like Prince the Fresh Prince House. Okay, yeah. Max, a Simpson house, a oh. house from the Simpsons. So the like the real one they made in like Mississippi or where? Yeah, I remember that was some prize. Like you could win the Simpson house. Okay, okay. Well, turns out uh, one of your dreams can actually come true. You can stay in the Fresh Prince house. Really? <laughs> well, I saw this article actually. Ah, oh. this guy. <laughs> I was about to like, dude, you but I didn't, know that, I didn't know that's where this was going. I was just that's what makes <laughs> But yeah, they hook you up with like Jordan shoes and everything, right? Oh yeah, they deck you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But awesome. let's hear it. Okay, we'll yeah, it's, there? it's available for five nights: October second, fifth, eighth, eleventh, and fourteenth. Uh, it's thirty dollars a night. And you That's will it? never get to stay there. So, you know, there you go. Because <laughs> it's booked up or something? Yeah. Or, I mean, yeah. for five fucking nights, don't you think as soon as you're the booking agent or someone behind the scenes who processes the order at Airbnb, you're like, oh, shit, I got to call Fred. I'm like, hey, Fred, you know, book this hot order real quick. You, like, for $30 a night in a mansion getting hooked up? Like, what is this? Come on. Yeah, what is this? Who the fuck is that? Nobody, no random Who the fuck is this? fucking person <laughs> has reserved this. It's all staged bullshit. It's kind of a bummer to me. Unlike they the blockbuster. Out, What's that? They do pimp you out, though. Yeah, I didn't, I don't know about the Jordans. What else do they give you? Oh, yeah. So uh, I don't have the article here in front of me, but there's a, there's a certain pair of Jordan ones that are called the Bel Airs. So they have like a fresh pair of those for you to wear. And, you know, they give you like the whole experience, I think. Nice. Take them back. Only 30 bucks or only 30 bucks a night. Sounds. Do they take really the shoes back? <laughs> I'm sure they give them to you. No, because they need your size, I would think. So. Yeah, they. Um, 30 bucks. Is- I wouldn't want to take shoes back off of someone's feet, you know? Yeah, no, they wouldn't do that. I thought for sure <laughs> you guys were going to take the uh, Breaking Bad house or Braiding Bunch or something like that, but. Well, I, I first thought of like TV sitcoms. That's what made the Fresh Prince one pop. I couldn't up, think right? of anything but cartoons, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say the Full House one. Yeah. I should have said the the Home on the Prairie one. What's that one? Oh, um, a really stupid show that everyone hates. Not uh, Home on the Prairie or Prairie? Is, it, <laughs> is that Home on the Prairie? Prairie of the Home. You know that oh, one, oh, all right. the Prairie one, where that stupid everyone like everyone turns the show off when it turns on. If you're like 90, you kind of liked it. Home on the Prairie? Yeah. Little, it, right? little House on the little Prairie. Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. Yeah. I want to live. I want to go there. It's just a shit. I'm looking. I know. I'm looking at this. I know. Thing. It's a shit. I bet you cost like $2,000 too. Like, that's what I'm saying. This $30 shit. You're, you're both misreading that somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's several, there's several little houses on the Prairie I'm seeing here, but uh, some look better than others. I'll just say that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this whole Airbnb thing, fresh air B&B thing, is uh, to coincide with the 30th anniversary of the show, and I'm sure DVD sales or whatever they're trying to do with it. Mm-hmm. The whole house is also decorated out in Fresh Pence stuff, so you got, like, 
you know, 90s uh, artwork on the wall and Will Smith stuff here and there. And I was like, is Will Smith there, like, guiding you and stuff? Like, oh, they, hey. give you the, they give you one of the jackets, too, that he wears in the as the uniform for his class, I think. They let you wear one of those. That's kind of dope. Of that. Yeah. What? So you'll have that, and you'll be wearing the Jordans, and so you'll be all pimped out. Yeah. Is Butler going to be there? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, <laughs> there yeah, will there be a butler. Your meals will be provided and guests will be served on a silver platter. Ooh. Yeah. You know, but you can only order meals that were eaten in the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> only meals that were created. I'm sure Jeffrey whipped up some good shit. I'm trying to think of something. It was always like breakfast when because that's when they, they were all Thanksgiving like. Thanksgiving episode. So, right? So there's probably turkey and potatoes you're allowed to order. And if he ever did, he ever eat like a Kit Kat bar or something? So you're allowed to have that. Okay. There, you might, you, the show's not about food. You might be kind of limited on what you could eat there. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Sorry, only only food that has been on the Fresh Pins of Air are you allowed to eat? It's only as like we all know in episode thirty nine they had they had duck. So I don't know if you guys knew this, but probably shouldn't live in former meth houses. Um. As in where they cooked meth? Or yeah, like they cooked meth and then at some point they, I guess, supposedly cleaned it up and then now the, now you can live there. <sighs> so, I mean, from what I know from Breaking Bad, that shit's like a uh, toxic environment. They have to toxic. go through there with... What, what's that, Mystery? Toxic, yeah. Sorry, I was just agreeing with you. Yeah. So, you know, from what I know from there, you have to list that on uh, real estate forums that it's been fumigated and detoxified and whatnot. Well, this is a study based out of Australia, by the way. Oh, sure it's not so, Florida. <laughs> not Florida, it's Australia. So they did they, like a lot of this article was mentioning how they need to be stricter on like pretty much former meth homes and because of this study. So basically, residential homes that have once been meth labs could still hold contaminate. Basically, could still contaminate the air years after. Basically, the meth lab's not there anymore. Like the air itself, pretty much has meth in it. Oh man. Yeah, I know. This I, you is, know, it's funny. This is such a horrible story, but I keep laughing the whole time. It's so fucked up. But well, I mean, that's why. <laughs> again, all my meth experience is Breaking Bad, so I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna refer to everything that, and that's why they wear masks when they make meth and like use fumigation techniques and uh, uh, hoods to take away the yeah. chemicals. Well, that's the whole fucking point, right? Like, if, if like I think they also weren't even telling people that the meth lab was in there. I guess it's bad for business. So it's like <laughs> meth labs in there. Then I guess they clean it. Oh but wow! I guess they're not cleaning it that well because simply breathing inside one of these homes that used to be a meth lab is can expose you to some traces of meth. Oh, and also that stuff sticks to furniture, clothes, soft toys, which also leaks it back into the air. <laughs> so oh, I just kept I kept focusing on like the air. I said like it hung in the air even per percentage. They found it on like on surfaces around these homes, these former meth lab ones, and then it said it hung in the air at this percentage, to the point that like there was traces of like you know the, there's kids who lived in this one home and they were like yeah it's like they live in a meth house practically they're like breathing <laughs> they're breathing meth and stuff like That's... they have all this and they were they lived there for like nine years because for nine years a family of two young children lived there uh, first and then they didn't know it was contaminated and then they did report feeling unwell while living there especially the kids. That's crazy. <laughs> I know. Like, I was tripping on this because I guess I didn't I mean, I know obviously if it's a meth lab, you shouldn't live there. But you think <laughs> if it's like a meth lab and then someone goes, hey, let's turn this meth. Let's let's say let's clean it back up into a house like it should be. 
I, I guess you'd think it's therefore no longer a meth lab, but I guess you still shouldn't live there because it'll those there's meth in the fucking air itself. I mean, how do you're you going to be breathing it? How do you clean that? You, do you have to strip the walls, <sighs> strip the floor? That's what I'm wondering. It, like radiation, I guess. Yeah, well, uh, they say that with uh, cigarette smoke too. So, for Just instance, yeah. the place that's what you do. I, right, you burn it Pretty to the ground much. and start new. Yeah, don't just spread the meth more. <laughs> well, just I, spreading the meth into the atmosphere, and the birds were getting high off meth. Like I uh, bet you, the kids are like really good at studying in this house. Like, like <laughs> I'm addicted to my house. Straight uh, A t- <laughs> students, but they're all losing their teeth and scabbing over and shit. Yeah, <laughs> I used to feel weird when I went into my house. Now I feel weird when I leave the house. Um, <laughs> <laughs> these poor kids breathing in this <laughs> well so that's what they say with tobacco smoke too is that um if you smoke tobacco smoke in a confined area for long enough the smoke starts to seep into the walls and then it releases radiation really because dude i fucking the house i live in used to be you know with a former heavy smoker it's funny like i mean it's all been painted and cleaned and shit but i mean i wonder well I mean, I don't know. my first car I inherited from my chain smoking grandma. And I remember reading that article years ago. And then just that thought was in the back of my head radiation? whenever I drove anywhere. Radiation. I radiation. think it was radiation. It was some sort of carcinogenic effect. Maybe I remember it, the tape one. Remember clear tape does the radiation? That's one of our early dubious bakery stories. Do, do, do. Oh. Where someone x-rayed their finger using only uh, scotch tape. Tape. Yeah, because yeah, when yeah. you unravel scotch tape, it releases x-rays. That's it's right. X-ray. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why that That just sounds like one of those stories. But I haven't heard cigarettes residue causes radiation. Uh, you know, I could be completely off. It's been a, quite a few uh, years no, since I remember that. But I remember no. I remember it was still harmful for you to be in that environment after the uh, smoke oh, had imagine. seeped yeah. into stuff. But yeah, dude, meth is the same way, man. Pretty much, yeah. The article would say, like, dude, the homes need to be tested for meth, not just the room it was cooked <laughs> in, but the, the the surfaces and also the fucking air itself and, and the possessions. Like, it is. It's just like radiation. That shit's everywhere. So now, so don't live in. Yeah. If you're gonna buy a house and you really want to do your due diligence, you need to go in, send the mold guy in there, send the uh, the foundation guy in there, and then send the meth guy in there. Send the meth guy now, yeah, because you don't want to be living in former meth houses, bro. It's bad for you. Oh man! My tip tip of the week: Don't live in former meth houses. <laughs> I thought it'd be completely safe. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, what do I know? Next week, <laughs> don't live in gutters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't pee on electric fences. This hey, just in. Next week and the following week. <clears throat> uh, so last week I told you guys about a uh, new switch device coming out from nintendo it was a mario kart remote control car that stuck with me actually that was very interesting it sounds amazing it's coming out in october um remind wait remind can you remind the audience in case this is the first time ever this show well if this is your first time listening to the show thank you for tuning in the story i spoke yeah my name's sean uh okay we should have introduced (laughs) i always think that too anyways we should we should have a conversation about introing our names in the beginning because Mr. E says it, but if if you or I never refer to each other as Sean and Max, then people have no idea who we are. I just call you Boo. <laughs> so we, I mean, just barely say each other's name anymore. So anyway, Boo, uh, <laughs> last week it was about um, 
Nintendo Switch is coming out with a new remote control car that is augmented reality. So it has a camera on it that uh, transforms the world around you or the room you're in into a Mario Kart racetrack where you can play against your friends or the computers or what have you. Sounded awesome. Yeah. So uh, Nintendo has come out with some new news, not necessarily about that toy, but just some other news. New news. Oh, going a whole different direction. Anyway. Um, it's not about the toy, but it's about some other fun stuff they're working on. It's the release date for a new animated movie they've been working on since 2017. That's your face. So, question for you guys is what Nintendo property do you think is getting an animated movie? Uh, well, I'd I'd have to say Mario just because that's just their flagship thing. Right. I'd hope it'd be something like the Samus storyline of Metroid or whatever. That would be Or dope. even, you know, Link or something. Link would be too insane, I think. I, don't th- I think they're too afraid to do that. Wait, that guy will never lose the rights to that. Yeah. Right. Or You've Herbie? been saying that Herbie for a long sick. time, Mr. E, that the. Uh, yeah, he'll, he'll never do that. He's re- his masterpiece, bro. Right. He's rejected other offers. Oh, yeah, there would have been Zelda movies way long ago if that was a thing, but uh-huh. he just, he won't do it. Because I know. Anyways, though, I, I think Super Mario too, but just in case, I'll say like uh, Donkey Kong. Okay. I oh, Donkey nice, Kong be animated, nice, but I'll just say that. Nice. I like that. Well, uh, it is a Super Mario movie. So there you go. Nice. I mean, that's pretty low hanging fruit. Like you said, that's the flagship. So if they're going to do anything, mm-hmm. they might as well choose their moneymaker and really yeah. send it out there. Um, They've set a release date of 2022, no specific day or month yet, but... They've already been working on it for three years, and it's two years out still? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well... I thought you were going to say, like, releasing, like, next month. That's why I'm like, whoa, okay. Two, this summer, the thing we've been working on for three years will take two more years. Okay, cool. I, whenever I see these kinds of stories where they, they say they've been working on a movie for six years, it's generally a good feeling for me because then you know they're not rushing it like for instance the last mad max movie was worked on for like a decade or two. Oh really yeah that was a great movie it was and so yeah. the idea that they're really taking their time with this super mario movie gives me hope as mm. opposed to the last super mario movie which was a rushed train wreck oh, racism is going to be like oh mamiya the whole time is he going to sound normal <laughs> barely like, oh, represented mario. super mario at all ah <laughs> oh, dude the behind the scenes stuff of that movie is crazy like it started oh, the movie? yeah it started as one movie then they i think they fired the director and rewrote it but they had already shot most oh, of it using their budget God. so they like tried to puzzle piece it together and uh, it was such a train wreck wow i don't even mind that movie i like the boots you're talking about the old one right the yeah old one. Yeah, those, those boot things like, like traveling on the boots. Well, I'll tell you what, Bob Hoskins can do no wrong for me. That guy's that guy's That's amazing. Sure. Love him. Heck yeah, man. Smee from Hook. If you're Smee. wondering, yes, we all know. <laughs> um, so some of the other good things uh, about this are that uh, Shigiri Miyamoto, the creator of Mario, is, did I say that right, Mister E? Yes, you did. Okay, uh, I got to make a mark again about make. Sean pronounced more Japanese words. Oh, so I sure. remember all the Naruto <laughs> things here. Tsunade. 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 
I don't remember this at all. Like we heard it, so we know. So <laughs> I think I did flawlessly, you pricks. Anyways, <laughs> he's going to be uh, co-producing this, so you know he is wow. at he the driver's seat essentially. Yeah. yeah, awesome. Uh, originally, back in 2017, the movie was being developed by Sony Animation, but fuck Sony. Oh, I know, dude. Sony has screwed the pooch so many times, but yeah, Sony Animation has hit a real home run recently with that Spider-Man movie. Oh, that's true. That was amazing. Yeah, that was a really good movie. Yeah. So, uh, you know, whatever. That being said, it is now being worked on by Illumination. It's the uh, animation studio behind uh, Despicable Me and Minions. Yeah, and so it just Nintendo is actively involved in planning and the development. So yeah, it's it's good to see that they have a tight rein on the ship now because I think they're paying for everything. And I'm just curious, like, if Christmas Peach is going to show titties or something, because if so, that would just be jillions of dollars in revenue. I think that's a whole different movie. Just one titty just changes the whole movie. What's your name? It, 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 would, be, it would be Peach that, does the Mushroom titty. Kingdom. Just do the entire movie how you do it, and then just a titty falls out at one point. I guess, <laughs> I guess we're just way off of with each other's artistic views of this movie. Every time. I don't need to, I don't need to justify myself to you. <laughs> no. What, is, is there any idea oh what the story would be gosh. about? All we know it's Mario. We just know it's Mario. I assume it's going to be uh, Mario in the Mushroom Kingdom with, uh, you know, Peach and whatnot. It's like the story of like she gets stolen and he had like almost like the story of every Mario, I guess. I think so. That was one of the things I wanted to float by you is because uh, you look at video game and uh movies that are adapted from like TV shows, they generally do something that you haven't seen them do before. For instance, if it's like a Jetsons movie, you see them leave their town or you see uh, the father get fired. You know what I mean? Like there's a, there's a big shift in the dynamic from the day-to-day life. So I assume it's going to be something close to that where maybe it's an origin story, like how Mario and Luigi met peach in the mushroom kingdom i could see that definitely being the case i'm already sitting there wondering because you know how his his voice is fucking annoying yes you know like when yeah. you play the games it is just like like oh woo, you know it's fun you play in the games but even i've played games and eventually it's like Gosh. but if he's talking like this <laughs> oh exactly so the whole time is like oh my god luigi we need to go like after like three sentences and like fuck so i'd imagine if they're gonna make a change he'd have like a more softer kind of accent maybe or something because it wouldn't that get annoying like his voice the whole fucking time totally like, talk. like so i was celebrating our independence, independence day or i'm doing Mickey now <laughs> well maybe not because they did release some uh casting news here and it looks like seth rogan is gonna be the voice of mario oh god shut up you're lying <laughs> i am lying yeah that's the lying face i don't even look at it him and skinny pete they're doing it together <laughs> yeah exactly exactly shut the trick us no they would have to pick someone great to do that voice right you can't just like cast tom hanks or some name you gotta you find someone tom hanks. that tom can hanks do a voice. could be mario do you think so <laughs> frankly tom hanks do could do anyone well, he could do anything and be anything he wants so don't you shit on Tom Hanks in front of me. All right, fine. Tom <laughs> Hanks is Mario. Uh, okay. Eddie Murphy is Bowser. And uh, oh, Zach Efron right. as Luigi. How about that? Oh, wow. Get the young crowd Who's in Peach? there. 
Peach is yeah. uh, Zoe Saldana. Okay. Oh, wow. I can get behind that. Yeah, he had this fucking... You, you thought about this. I don't, I'm just pulling names out of my ass that I think I, like, I would know, sell tickets for sure. Just say a name. Yeah, uh-huh. sure. But so... Okay, who's Toad? Who's Toad? Oh, Toad is... Um, oh, that's uh, that's Seth Rogen for sure. <laughs> right? And Kirk, what if Kirby was there? Uh, he doesn't speak. Uh, he goes, yeah, yay. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, they just buy anyway. they buy a dog toy and use that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, no, but how annoying would it be? Just like, ah, like the whole yeah. So I hope this voice is normal. Oh, you know he's gonna jump once or twice and do the ah stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so Nintendo has been quoted as saying this is just a uh, snippet of what they have in store for their uh, visual content expansion project going on now wow so we do an anime <laughs> i don't know about that but yeah I can see that. this is an anime you're telling me they're making an anime no no this is not an anime this is a uh the japanese animated movie no this is an american animated movie of a japanese property this is an american animation oh. studio i thought it was made, oh i thought it was made from oh oh oops oops no sony's no longer involved this is a universal now oh it's like a airbender anime. Yeah, 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 exactly. I don't know how much uh, crying they're going to do in this Mario movie. Cause it's always you and crying. Like, animes equal crying. Do they, they're everyone, showing emotion. Everyone in every anime I've watched always cries and bitches and complains. Because you have no soul. No soul. Bad <laughs> animes, man. <laughs> I can see, like, a, a fourth car pile up in front of you, like, that's unfortunate. And then go eat a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bummer. Yeah, I'm saying some of these people animes go through trauma, dude, and they they cry about it. But if this movie is a success, I would like to see a Metroid movie. I think yes. I think if you do a good Metroid movie and make it like a a PG PG thirteen it's a little bit of like had the hint of titty. I see where you're going. Yeah, well okay. yeah. Samus is yeah. hot. Let's I'm not saying exploit yeah. that, but let's not shy away from it. Yeah. And then you cast Charlize Theron. Oh, okay. Gee, you're good at this. Yeah, definitely. I think she could bring it. She's got that. She's got that voice. I was thinking Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. But, yeah, I like yours way better. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> but I know you guys Dang. want to see the Zelda project, of course. That won't happen. That's too intense. That's too intense. I'll give it time. So this was this was a a, a topic that was sent to me via our little group chat about the podcast. I think Mr. E sent me this about the world's oldest animal jizz. It's <laughs> <laughs> right up your alley. Yeah, so so here it is. <laughs> this was requested. So obviously in the article they call it sperm. So pardon my French. So a uh, hundred million years ago, uh, basically uh, in amber they found a hundred million year old animal sperm from these things called ostracods they're micro crustaceans they're really small they're like this it says they said 0.6 millimeters or smaller than a poppy seed Ooh, so they're okay. really small so they, i think they said that they found like 39 or something in this amber thing all locked together and in there they found uh, a sample of animal sperm so it makes it the oldest animal sperm ever found and it's the done. sperm of these little poppy seed things poppy seed things called ostracods yeah so this yeah. Can we safely assume they were in the middle of an orgy when they were frozen so, by Amber? God, that's hilarious. I was going to say, like, this is kind of gross because this article went so into detail. Like, yes, and they were all full of sperm and all this. Like, and we checked their vaginas and there was sperm in there. Like, God, 
But so yeah, <laughs> successful copulation had taken place shortly before the animals had. So basically, yeah, they all had an orgy and then they got trapped in amber. Oh, and that's a good way to die. So, and like, it's, yeah, it would be kind of a cool actually. Yeah, stuck in the 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 orgy scene for a hundred million years. <laughs> and so, like I said, it's the oldest sample of uh, animal sperm. The old the 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 previous one was sixteen million million year old animal sperm. Oh wow! So this more than doubles that type of shit. But it was funny that sixteen million million year old sperm was from ostracods. The same thing. The oh the poppy seed crustacean things. So they just like to fuck and jizz and get <laughs> covered in amber. And I'm even I'm, I'm I'm being nice about this article. This one goes into detail about how big their their sperm is. It's like bigger than human sperm. Uh, there, that's like this whole weird thing. As I say, there has to be something special about their sperm. Why are we seeing their sperm versus dinosaur sperm? Or well, it's the well, it is the it is the oldest sperm. But like, yeah, their sperm is huge, way several times larger than human sperm. <laughs> it has something to do with the way they need to fuck. And yeah, it was pretty graphic and so but, but what kind of was really cool about this article though that what it really showed was pretty much how uh the amber had preserved soft tissue from these things a uh-huh. hundred million years ago there's still soft tissue we're like fucking with and all the similarities to the modern ostracods that are around today like they pretty much also have giant sperm today and blah 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 so these creatures have barely you know changed over millennia and stuff but this is the story you guys sent me in our group chat about biggest oldest jizz so I hope you I hope you enjoyed it because I the whole time I'm really like you guys want to know about this. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you know, like, like mystery sent it to me, and then like and Sean's like, yeah, you do it. I'm like, all right, <laughs> so here it is. <laughs> so oldest jizz animal jizz ever found. Well, hundred million years old. <laughs> well, that's kind of fun because I have my next story here is the one mystery sent me. Oh, okay, perfect. <laughs> I wish I had done that one in retrospect. <laughs> like I, I bet, dude. This one's got a lot more bite to it. I do rem- yeah, I do remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, mine was funny, but I'm just like, I was shocked you guys wanted to know about it. I mean, yeah, I think it's right up our alley. Uh, we haven't done any uh, poop no, or pee is. stories yet, have we? Oh, no, I guess we yeah. did. The frozen poop knife. You did poop knife. Yeah, I almost did a poop story earlier, but it, was, it actually was so poop fusing, it was confused by it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But um, uh, so this story comes to us courtesy of scientists from America, Israel, and the UK. They pooled their collective knowledge to reveal a special bacteria that exists within some animals. This bacteria is called magnetotactic bacteria, and so what it is, Professor Exic molecules. <laughs> Yeah, it fights right. the Professor yes. Exic bacteria in other animals. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, now, so what this does is um, the bacteria will react differently to different magnetic waves. And so what they suspect is that this is the mechanism by which some animals are able to navigate around the globe back to a specific location where they, for instance, were born. And you're like salmon, they're born in a stream and then they they go and wander around for a while and then they flop their way back up to that particular part of the stream to go mate again. And Mm -hmm. scientists have always been baffled by how they are able to do this so precisely. And we know, we pretty much suspect, suspected that they were using magnetic waves and uh, the Earth's magnetosphere to kind of calculate their location and trajectory and whatnot. I thought it was magic. Well... 
Again, well, you're kind of blowing my mind right now. That fucking Harry Potter universe, man. <laughs> <laughs> you solve any problem with magic. Right. <laughs> um, and so what's happening here is we never knew how they did it. And then these scientists using each other's data kind of came to the conclusion that this particular bacteria is how they're doing it. This bacteria lives in these animals, and then somehow the animals are feeling their vibrations or whatnot and uh, using them to navigate back to a specific location. I definitely do not have this bacteria. That's (laughs) for sure. You know how bad I am at geographically. Like It's almost like a geocache or like geotag these animals they go boom right there then this bacteria leads them back there somehow yeah i wonder if there's like some metals in them or something that's like reacting or moving are they like high in iron this bacteria or something that was something uh i wanted to dive into but uh the articles i found never really went into the science of the bacteria it was just that they reacted and behaved differently based on the magnetic waves they were exposed to in the lab so what animals so you said fish So uh, we know that a lot of animals probably have this, but the ones that have been identified with this bacteria in them are uh, sea turtles, fish, spiny lobster, birds, and Jedis. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe if we get a, let's get a hold and weaponize this stuff, and then all my my minions will be able to north from it's hard for me man it's hard like i don't know i don't know where it is right now okay I'll admit gonna, i don't know where north is currently i'm gonna spend know. a billion jillion dollars to equip all my soldiers with magnet magneto tactic Magn- bacteria <laughs> instead of yeah. giving them compasses i know just one compass for 50 dudes no everyone well that's that's the old adage um like how do you solve the idea of a pin uh, not writing in space like the U.S. spent millions of dollars on a pin that can write upside down, and Russia just sent a pencil. <laughs> That's those worst too. Did all that graphite shit everywhere? Like as we know, man, you can't even have crumbs in space. It's gonna fucking blow your shit. So I true that. Pen was a scientific thing. That was that whole adage is fucking wrong. By the way, like, that was the reason we spent all that money on the pen. So I thought this was interesting because uh, a few episodes ago, I did the story about uh, dogs that navigate back to their owner. Uh, by moving north to south, uh, like, I guess, running north to south, like 20 yards back and forth. And then that helped uh, orientate orientate them based on where they were magnetically. And so they could find their way back to their owner faster. Uh, So by that logic, dogs probably have this bacteria in them as well. I'd assume. And then... And the dogs always lick our faces. Well, shit. See, I don't know if this is like gut bacteria, if this is mouth bacteria. I don't know where this bacteria lives. Maybe it's brain bacteria. I mean, they definitely lick each other's butts. And then <laughs> maybe if we make out with them, the dogs, or maybe, okay, like they the dog licks the beer top and then you drink it. And now you have superpowers. And then you have superpowers. You can now navigate north. Huh. This bacteria. Maybe there's other bacterias. Well, that do other powers. See, now that's another fascinating thing is... Bacteria, man. Because they call this kind of a sixth sense. And uh, we know that humans have something of this ability to tell north from south. Because there's been studies... I, I know you don't. You're the exception yeah, to the rule. I do not. <laughs> you, don't, I am you don't have metachlorians. Have you don't have this uh, magnetotactic yeah, bacteria. How dare you? 
because uh, there's been studies with humans where you blindfold them and put magnets on their heads and they can't tell north from south, whereas before they did that, they were able to tell north from south. So, again, I think it's possible that humans have this and uh, all sorts of other creatures out there. So I can't wait I to see. I like try to get this bacteria. Ah, hmm. You could do like a fecal transplant. I think that's a thing. I like that. Maybe <laughs> with a dog. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I, I need a dog that we know has knows that. Like, let's let's get one that actually can point north. If I get some dumb dogs, <laughs> shit, I'll get even stupider. Like, ah, no, I want the good bacteria. Maybe a bird. I don't like a parrot. Shit, fecal uh-huh. transplant because they're smarter and <laughs> live longer and also have the power. And it's smaller poop. Uh, anyway, that's so expensive on the dark web. You don't want to go down that road. Like a packet. How much could it be? Like, how much could it be? <laughs> anyway. So I guess uh, researchers have found a way to grow gold nanoparticles directly inside cancer cells. Okay. What use is that? Make them gold. Oh, awesome. Bling, bling. Uh, bling, bling. Um, they can do this within 30 minutes. And actually what it does is it helps with imaging. And they can even be heated up. The, the gold could be heated up to kill tumors. Ooh, but they can't go in a microwave. No, never again. <laughs> so they so, they grow yeah. the gold on the cancer cells. They grow the gold directly inside the cancer cells. Ooh, okay. So it's, Throw it in there. That's fascinating. So it essentially tags them with gold, and then they use uh, sensors that easily pick up gold and know where things and are. And that's how they image it. Yeah. Or they said they... they um, Basically, um, they did you know tests on mice. You know, um, the researchers took the process this process of growing the, the the gold in there, and they they grew the gold nanoparticles inside tumors on living mice. And then they hit them with lasers, heat them up, killing the cancer cells. That's very cool. Yeah, and of course, then they took the mice and just threw them on the ground <laughs> afterwards because they can never. <laughs> no, you got all the mice have to die of these tests. You got to put them through the uh, the uh... oh shit! What's the machine? Like a centrifuge. 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 Yeah, yeah, you yeah. got you got to send them through a centrifuge. Get that gold back. <laughs> we got to grow this gold, baby. Um, so actually, this whole gold thing has been used in the past, actually successfully, but this is the first time it's been grown inside the cancer cells. And so here's kind of like how they did it. I mean, you know, I'm going to explain it to you. It doesn't mean we're going to get it, but uh, <laughs> this is exactly like this is how they are growing gold inside the cancer cells. So the team used polyethylene glycol as a delivery vector for ionic gold, which is essentially gold salts dissolved in a liquid, as we all know. Okay. So um, when this is introduced to the cancer, the acidic cellular microenvironment converts the gold from its ionic form into plasmonic gold nanoparticles. Ah. And it takes 30 minutes. Ooh. Yeah. And that's pretty much how the gold gets in the cancer cells. And then, like I said, they throw lasers at it, heat that shit up. Boom. Tumors cooked. Done. Done. So, in theory, in mice, in mice, so and so it, uh, ultimately they want to uh, transfer this over to humans, right? Is it more beneficial than what we're using now? And does it say I mean, anything about? I think it's just one. I think it's just one. You know, new thing they're looking into. But this actually yeah. idea of using gold at the heat of the tumors has been done before. This is like they're just freaking out because now they're growing it inside. Versus, I'm not sure. Obviously, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but like, I'm not sure exactly how they use the gold in the past. Because how do you get it inside the cell? I'm not sure how they did that. I think there was something to do, like they put gold pieces in something and heated them up. But 
again, I'm kind of, I didn't click, basically I didn't click those links in the article. I just followed this one. And this one's different because they're actually growing the gold inside it. It's like from the inside out kind of. That's very kind cool. Of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't and, know, uh, this actually, oh yeah. What was that? What, well, what? I didn't know gold had those kind of uses within the human body. I had no idea. So the, uh, well, because at first, when I first read it, I'm like, okay, they can put gold in there. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. Like, like, that's why I was laughing, like, bling, bling. But then when they said they're throwing, like, I bet you, they didn't say it, but you know, these are femtosecond lasers, right? They have, <laughs> like, it's always femtosecond lasers. But they hit them with the lasers, and then it just heats them up from the inside and just kills that cell. So I was like, I like the idea. That's but uh, this also said it could be, it, this could be a highly promising approach for drug delivery applications. God, isn't everything we do here a uh, possible drug delivery system? Yeah. Almost possible, a- you, know, <laughs> you know, superpower system. It's a possible, you know, healing system. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We developed this biological robot, i.e. a drug delivery system. We developed this uh, this new type of stent, i.e. drug delivery system. Exactly. We we can print bones now. This will also help get drugs in there. <laughs> exactly. Directly in the bones. <laughs> It, it it makes me wonder because we have a finite amount of gold and we use it for decoration and all sorts of stuff. Um, but we know it has these other properties besides uh, decoration and technology. So I don't, it just makes me wonder how expensive this will be compared to traditional chemotherapy or other treatments and uh, whether it's actually a viable option for the normal person. Yeah, that maybe you have to like provide your own gold. Like show up and like bring <laughs> us some gold, and we'll do it. Like it costs four thousand oh dollars for this God. procedure plus three ounces of gold. That's so sad. We're you have to <laughs> visit the smelter first. Like this is my my <laughs> yeah. wedding ring. Like pulling their teeth out, like they're all hurt in their mouth. Like please save my life. Yeah, for sure. The medical bills have bankrupted me, but all I have left is this gold bracelet from my aunt during the Holocaust. So here you go. <laughs> I know this, this sounds very Holocausty right now. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, my gosh. Well, thanks for joining us on Better Than Most Things. Please like all our Instagram stuff. Say hi to us on Instagram. Those meme, they, our meme game is super strong. It really and is. Tune in next time. We find out all about Sean's secret racket where he paints illegal paintings for museums. You weren't, you weren't supposed to tell people about that. Oh. oh. All right, well, thank you for joining us on Better Than Most Things. Please keep in mind we are enthusiasts, not experts. If you want to know more about the topics we discussed here, we encourage you to research them for yourself. Let us know if we miss anything. And as always, submit your questions or interesting topics to our Discord. For all the latest updates, subscribe to our Twitter, Instagram, at BTMT underscore podcast, and please rate and subscribe on your podcast app.